your parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. Episode 119, 16 Candles. Today, we'll discuss the soundtrack of Season 1, Episode 19, Emily in Wonderland. Besides talking about the musical references in this episode, I'll be introducing a new segment where I answer questions sent in by a listener. Then, as always, I'll finish up with the weekly segment, Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I offer recommendations based on what we heard on today's episode of Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. So grab some celebratory birthday cake and your mug of Luke's coffee. It's time for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. week, we celebrated the 16th anniversary of the first episode of Gilmore Girls, which aired on the WB way back on Thursday, October 5th, 2000. So yes, that's right. The official anniversary was yesterday. It's why Netflix turned more than 200 coffee shops across the United States and a few in Canada into Luke's Diner for five hours, and why I have a cupcake in this week's promo pictures. So happy birthday, Gilmore Girls. We are so happy you came into existence 16 years ago. could be more appropriate than the 1958 classic 16 Candles by The Crests? Probably only this song, performed by town troubadour Grantley Phillips, which showed up on all the official Gilmore Girls social media yesterday. And I can't get enough. In the tiny town of Cross Hollow, the leaves are always gold. The people of the village, they never do get old. It's a wholesome family story about Lorelai and Rory. Talk so fast your ears get a rash It's full of allegory Happy birthday to the Gilmore Girls Ugh, it makes me smile so much it makes my cheeks hurt. This anniversary means that Rory would be 31 today, since she was 15 when the show started. We see her celebrate her 16th birthday on episode 6 of season 1, Rory's Birthday Parties. But 16 is even more significant because it is the age difference between Lorelai and Rory. Before Netflix announced the release date of the new four-part Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, my guess for the release date was Thursday, October 6th. For the reasons I just told you, 16 years is the difference in age between the main characters, and enough time has passed that we would have to begin the new series when Rory is the same age her mother was at the beginning. And they couldn't release it on a Wednesday, because the original shows came out on Thursdays, so obviously they would have to use the closest Thursday, which is October 6th. But I guess Friday, November 25th is close enough. I know I said the birthday cupcake and this week's promo pictures was for the 16th anniversary, but it's also for Keiko Agena, who plays my favorite character on the series, Lane Kim. It was Keiko's birthday on October 3rd, and without her character, I would have half as much to talk about on this podcast. So happy birthday, Keiko. All right, let's get back to season one, episode 19. We don't hear a lot of music in this episode, but we do get a whole bunch of references, so we have a lot to cover. First up, we have a reference from my favorite character, Lane Kim. He said he'd call. Maybe he's been busy. Maybe he has a girlfriend. Lane, a tiny, perfect Korean girl that his parents will love and approve of. Lane, you are a tiny, perfect Korean girl that his parents will love and approve of. No, they'd know. Know what? 
Know that I listen to the wrong music and wish I could go blonde without looking like an idiot? Yes, Lane does listen to the wrong kind of music, according to her own mother, but that doesn't mean that Henry's parents would think that. It is interesting, though, that she would think other Korean parents would have the same sentiment. Her best friend Rory knows how to cheer her up, though. Lane, with all due respect to your fiancé, Henry will call. No, he's not. Well, then why did he talk to you all night? Well, and follow you around everywhere you went? And ask you to dance six times? Was it six times? It was six times. And he did not ask you to dance six times because you're a good dancer. Because to tell you the truth, and as much as I love you, you're not. Really? You are an embarrassment to the art of dancing. Thank you. <laughs> of course she's an embarrassment to the art of dancing. She was raised on hymns. You can't really dance to hymns. But hey, she did her best. Next up, we hear the only commercial music played during this episode. Here's Black Box Recorder with Child Psychology. I stopped talking when I was six years old. I didn't want anything more to do with the outside world. I was happy being quiet, but of course they wouldn't leave me alone. My parents tried every trick in the book, from speech therapists to child psychologists. They even tried bribery. I could have anything, as long as I said it out loud. song. It makes me gloomy. Gloom is good. Really gloomy. Like Joy Division gloomy? Nick Cave gloomy? Robert Smith gloomy? Johnny Cash gloomy. So kind of like a San Quintiny. it's a long road home and my horse just got shot, but I still got my girl by my side gloomy. You read my mind? I'm deep in a Charlie Parker gloomy. I've made my point and it was time to move on. To peel away the next layer of deceit see what new surprises lay in store. My school reports that I showed no interest, a disruptive influence. This song comes from the 1998 debut album from Black Box Recorder, an English indie rock group from London. This song features the controversial line in the chorus. Life is unfair. This led to it being banned from UK radio and MTV. However, the cynical tone of the song received praise from critics, with some calling it refreshingly blunt. The single was released in the US shortly after the Columbine massacre, which led to this line being played backwards on the US release. I think feeling gloomy during this song is a bit of an understatement, Rory. You may have better luck describing any of the bands mentioned by Lane as gloomy. This song is downright depressing. Beautiful, but depressing. The November day I came home, the Christmas decorations were already up. Spray on snow, colored flashing lights, and an artificial tree that played Silent Night over and over again. And if we go out on a date, then it could lead to another date, and then I'll have to introduce him to my parents. And once I do that, they're gonna like him because he's Korean and he's gonna be a doctor. And then once that happens, that's it, it'll be over. He'll be hideous to me. 
Now I'm a Lou Reed gloomy. Let's talk about Lou Reed gloomy for a second, because Lane's going to have more gloomy feelings like this as soon as season two, episode one, with this song, I'll Be Your Mirror by The Velvet Underground, which was a New York City rock band formed by Lou Reed. I be your mirror, reflect what you are, in case you don't know. I be the wind, the rain and the sunset, the light on your door. Show that you're home. We'll get into more detail about Lou Reed, and in particular this song, during the next season of Gilmore Girls Soundtrack, but I couldn't pass up this moment without at least playing you a clip from the song. Don't you hear a major difference in the feelings of these two songs? I'll Be Your Mirror I can definitely describe as gloomy, whereas the Black Box Recorder song? I'll need to take some time to think of a better adjective for how that makes me feel. Now, what about music? In sync or 98 degrees? Uh, in sync or 98 degrees? What kind of sick joke is this? I don't think I could choose. Well, what about that other group, the Backside Boys? You mean the Backstreet Boys? Yes, that's it. Um, I, I guess if I really had to choose, I'd say in sync. Wonderful. She picked in sync. Rory, maybe, kind of, likes in sync. On the date this episode originally aired, No Strings Attached, in sync's second album was their most recent release. The album featured the hit Bye Bye Bye. This single was released in January 2000 and is considered in sync's signature song. It peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and inside the top 10 of almost every country it charted in. The song received a Grammy nomination in 2001 for Record of the Year, but lost to U2's Beautiful Day. This album also featured hits It's Gonna Be Me and This I Promise You. With the album selling over 9.9 million copies, what's not to love, right? Let's not forget Rory's answering Emily's question over the phone while she and Lane continue to listen to that black box recorder song in the background. I feel like the controversial parts of those lyrics might be how Lane feels about having to choose between boy bands. She doesn't seem to be interested. At all. Then again, maybe she's more a fan of the Backside Boys. She actually asked if you like the Backstreet Boys? Except she called them Backside Boys. Ha, <laughs> that is high comedy. What inspired that woman? I don't know, it was weird. Sudden interest in pop music. I sat her down to listen to a Prince song once and she looked like she was having a stroke. <laughs> I could talk about Prince for a whole season of this podcast, if not longer, but we just don't have the time. Let's just listen to a few bars of this song, something Emily Gilmore apparently couldn't handle. This is 1984's When Doves Cry from the album Purple Rain by one of the most influential rock and roll artists of all time, Prince. Dig if you will. 
somehow the only Prince song that you know, do yourself a favor, look him up, listen to more. You like it? it yeah, it's beautiful. Do you see the NSYNC poster? <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. The last reference this week is to a singer from a Boston-based rock group who is recognized for his bright, colorful, and often low-cut outfits. He's known as the Demon of Screamin'. Can I ask you a question? Yes, I would date Steven Tyler. Can I ask you a question whose answer wouldn't horrify me? Oh, go ahead. This week, instead of interviewing someone, I decided to answer a question from a listener. If you have a question, please submit it to the show notes at GilmoreGirlSoundtrack.com. This week, Jolene, a listener in Holland, asked, What is it you do besides the Gilmore Girls Soundtrack podcasts? I can imagine it takes so much time. Maybe you reveal this in later episodes. I've only listened to the first five, but I'm really curious. Thanks for the question, Jolene. I actually feel silly that it's taken me so long to address this on the show. I do have a full-time job as a designer and photographer for a magazine, but I actually might not have this podcast if I had a different job. My team at work is very small. It's just an intern, my editor, and me who pulls everything together to get the magazine published three times a year. My editor was actually the person who suggested starting this podcast, and without her encouragement, I may have never thought to start Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I know that editors get a bad rap, but my editor, Jan, is one of the best ones. She reminds me of a Star's Hollow resident. She would not only agree with Luke when he tells diners that red meat can kill you, she would also have pointers for which grains are best for you, what color apples have the most nutrients, and how to get the most out of a salad. Obviously, she's telling you this because she wants you to be healthy, and she cares about you. Then she would sit down at the table and recommend a really great book she read and ask you to go on a nature hike with her on Saturday. I mean, she really is a fantastic woman, and I'm so glad to know her, and even more grateful to call her my boss. I know you'll hear this, Jan, so thank you for all the things. To answer the second part of Jolene's question, the show does take a lot of time, but I've gotten more efficient over the course of the first season. For the early episodes, I was learning how to use everything. I record at my apartment mostly using a Yeti microphone and Adobe Audition for editing. In those early weeks, it would take me anywhere from 8 to 10 hours to produce each episode from start to finish. I've cut down on that time significantly, but the longest part is still doing all the research and narrowing down what I want to say. I do write down everything I say in these episodes 
episodes, but I will sometimes improvise or add things on the fly. But my goal is to give you the most accurate information possible, and my memory is notoriously inadequate for remembering exact dates, billboard chart numbers, etc. If I write it down, it cuts down on my giving you bad information. Thanks again for the question, Jolene. And again, if you have a question, be sure to submit it at gilmoregirlsoundtrack.com. It's time for Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I'll give you some recommendations for songs you might enjoy based on music we've heard in this episode of Gilmore Girls. You can find these songs on the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist in the show notes for each episode at gilmoregirlsoundtrack.com. First up, I have a suggestion based on the name of the listener whose question I answered. I know by now she's heard the song Jolene by Dolly Parton. Who hasn't? So here's a more recent song of the same name from Brooklyn, New York-based band Great Caesar. Paychecks and cigarettes Govern the kitchenette She works the evenings Believing what her teachers always said Jolene is very keen That girl will live the dream Go to college, get away But her boyfriend in the prison He'll say, wait for me One more day And when Great Caesar is a six-piece group from Brooklyn that blends chamber rock and indie soul into a captivating new sound. This song comes from their EP, Jackson's Big Sky, named after a house in the Hamptons where they spent a winter writing and playing music together. Frontman, guitarist, and singer John Michael Parker wrote Joe Lean after the band performed for over 100 inmates at Marion Correctional Institution in Ohio. The band felt particularly connected to that audience, really feeling the impact their music could have on the listeners, while simultaneously experiencing the way the audience could emotionally impact them as they performed. The band had a successful summer tour, and I look forward to seeing where they go from here. Next up, we have Boogie Woogie from the Ben Webster Trio. feeling a Charlie Parker kind of gloomy. And if she's into Charlie Parker, she would, or maybe she does, love Ben Webster. Though Parker also played the alto sax, anyone who loves jazz will have an appreciation for both of these influential jazz soloists. Ben 
Webster was an American jazz tenor saxophonist born in Kansas City, Missouri in 1909, so he was quite a bit older than Charlie Parker, who was born in 1920. Webster was affectionately nicknamed the Brute and the Frog because he had a tough, raspy, and brutal tone on stomps with growls, but on ballads he played with warmth and sentiment. This song was featured as a bonus track on the CD reissue of the album Soulville in the early 1990s and features rare recordings of Webster playing piano. Though I chose this song as a recommendation from Lane's gloomy reference, I didn't want to choose a song that was too down-tempo or sad. Because let's not forget, we are celebrating. I can't help it, I have to say it again. Happy birthday, Gilmore Girls. Olson. Thank you for joining me this week for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To see the detailed show notes, find the playlists for the complete Gilmore Girls Soundtrack and Spinning in Stars Hollow, visit GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you're in Northern Ohio, be sure to check out the Gilmore Girls Soundtrack Facebook page for details about my very first Gilmore Girls Soundtrack Trivia Night, coming up on Friday, October 21st. Don't miss next week's episode where I'll talk about visiting one of my favorite coffee shops in Cleveland that was rebranded as Luke's Coffee for the 16th anniversary. Until next week, keep celebrating 16 years with some happy pie. Don't tell me you're closed. Would it change the outcome if I did? No. Two coffees. Yes, please. Any pie to go with that? Oh, pie. We just had cake at Grandma's. Yeah, but that was Krabby cake. Let's have happy pie. Have whatever you want, as long as there's coffee. I'll put on a fresh pie.